0: Welcome to the Future Insiders podcast, a podcast about the future of tech, business, and humanity. I am your host, Kathy Hackle. Today, I'm joined by Chris Mayer, Associate Dean for Strategy and Initiatives at West Point. We'll be talking about the future of leadership, work, education, and even war. Everything that Chris says in this interview, are his own opinions and not those of the US Army or West Point. Let's get to it. All right, so my guest today is Chris Meyer. Did I pronounce that correctly? Yep, mayor, yeah. Mayor, Meyer, Mayor. No. <laughs> I never know. I never know. It's, it's um, different, yeah, say different. <laughs> but Chris and I actually met back in January uh, at the um, University of Houston um, Foresight and Future Studies professional certificate program. So we, we actually sat at the same table the whole week. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a fantastic experience. So Chris, maybe share a little bit with folks about what you do, cause you have, you really work, I feel like you work at the intersection of future of education, future of leadership and future of work. Like you have this really interesting perspective into those three. So tell folks a little bit about what you do.
1: Sure, no, thanks for having me on today, Kathy, and, and for launching this podcast. Um, I'm excited to talk about the future um, it's funny. Our our course in Houston was when we were allowed to travel, and it was safe to travel, yeah. and everything unraveled. So no, I am I'm a faculty member and administrator at the United States Military Academy at West Point. Um, our faculty is made up of about seventy five percent military, and many, most of the faculty that are military stay for a couple of years and then go back out in the operational force, but some like me. Um, stay here long term until we retire. And so I teach philosophy, we have a core philosophy course that focuses much, a lot on ethics, critical thinking and the ethics of war. And then I'm also an administrator where on the academic side, I do strategic planning, um, which includes some foresight work, um, assessment curriculum and accreditation.
0: Yeah. So that, that's really interesting. I mean, what, what brought you to, to Houston? Like, what was it about the program that got you over there?
1: So we're starting to think more about, um, and we've always thought about the future and what our cadets need to be able to do and how the world was changing, but um, we've thought about it a lot more. And last year we had an effort where we looked at a bunch of different topics, the, the future of the, security environment and war, the future of work, the future of higher education, and the future of society. And so I've been thinking a lot about both the future of work and how leaders need to change to adapt to that and how we can educate our students to make them better prepared for that and to make them better leaders. So the Houston um, program, the week-long program, really helped me actually learn a process for for being focused and thinking about and helping others think about the future, and then planning to, um, to head to a particular future that that we see as desirable.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you you have this interesting seat that you know, um, let's say front row seat to to it to education to what's happening there. So, you guys are um, what is the status at West Point? Like, are you guys coming back full time in person? Like, what's happening? Because that seems to be something a lot of people are thinking about right now.
1: Yes, yeah, so most of our uh, cadets are back. They're doing summer training though. So they're, they're um, pretty separated from everyone else. They're in the woods. They're, they're doing certain things and they're, they're wearing masks all the time. Um, the other third will come back um, next week. And then we begin classes August 17th and we'll have a mix of in person and online. Um, and, you know, we, we're an army post, and the cadet mm-hmm. in the army, so we have a bit more control over than than the typical college has over their students. So, yeah,
0: you have an actual bubble.
1: <laughs> we, we do have a bubble. I mean, it, it, there's there's definitely it's not a, a a lock type bubble, but it's it is bubble. People coming on post or ask questions about their health and where they've been. Um, we'll do testing, like many others yeah. are doing. Yeah, it, I, I think it's definitely a a more secure environment than that you find in other places. Yeah.
0: And, and I've noticed like, cause we're obviously connected on LinkedIn. Like you've been sharing just fantastic content, about leadership about strategic foresight, just so I like anyone listening to this, like, seriously, like follow Chris. His content oh. is fantastic. Um, I'm really impressed with it by the way. So um, let's talk a little bit about, yeah, let's talk a little bit about the ethics of war. Uh, and kind of how that plays into what you teach. And then we'll get into future of leadership uh, and future of education.
1: So um, the the cadets, we've had this course for about 30 years. Cadets start out in the core philosophy course, learning about um, basic ethical theories, Mm -hmm. and also how to think critically. And then they apply it to war and they learn about um, how to, Fight ethically in war. So, you know things like um, shooting prisoners, shooting non-combatants, and who's a legitimate target, and who's not. Then also the reasons um, countries go to war. Mm-hmm. There's a rich history of thought on that whole thing um, about what criteria make it ethically permissible for a country to go to war. And then also, there's been a in recent years, there's been a lot of discussion about post war, what should happen ethically. And, um, and so, you know, we feel that that's necessary for their profession, um, since they're going to be army officers, and they're going to be doing something that most others don't. And so they, they get this good grounding in ethics and the ethics of war um, in their sophomore year
0: yeah, and that's really interesting, because obviously with with a lot of technology coming into into the future of war and the concept of mm-hmm. you know what is the future of gonna, war going to look like? Is it unmanned vehicles? Is it you know there's mm-hmm. this whole other, let's say, dimension to it. So I think it's what you're doing is incredibly valuable. and um yeah, and
1: we've and we real quick, we've talked about drones. we've talked about cyber war, talked about autonomous weapons and and the ethics of all those. So yeah, there's a Those those new topics are so rich with uh, ethical dilemmas.
0: And you obviously are teaching cadets, so they tend to be on the younger side. Uh, Not everyone, right? But they tend to be on the younger side. What is their perspective? Like when they're taking your class, what is their perspective? I mean, they probably grew up as gamers uh, or enjoy gaming. What is their perspective?
1: They, um, They actually, I think initially they're skeptical. Most students in high school don't, or even middle school, don't take a philosophy course. So they're kind of wondering what this is all about, and they're a bit skeptical, I have to admit. But in, in the end, they enjoy it, and they, they enjoy the framework it offers for thinking about technology. And sometimes in the ethics block, we talk about privacy with, um, with technology, even in the civilian world. But I think as they move through the course, they appreciate the philosophical approach. And when they get to war, they really appreciate the chance to, um, to explore these issues, to think, um, deeply about them because they're, they're important. Um, you know, going to war is a serious thing and and they really um, like having that framework.
0: Yeah. Well, I can tell you that I am, when I met you and I learned what you were doing, I was like, I feel a little bit more, I feel a little bit better about yeah. knowing that the people that are out there defending our country are also getting, you know, um, taking philosophy courses. I think that's yeah. fantastic and, and and helps when they have to make those decisions. Like that's going to impact their decision-making and, and yeah. I, I and it,
1: quite- the, the nice thing about our curriculum is that um, our engineers take philosophy and our philosophy majors take engineering. So they, they, they get a very broad education that I think um, isn't common across higher ed that we think makes them better thinkers and better prepared for the world.
0: So let's get now into future of leadership because obviously you're preparing yeah. leaders here. You're preparing the people that are gonna eventually be the leaders or the armed forces, or they're gonna go into you know, some other type of leadership, maybe maybe even a president, right? We don't know. Right. Um, so what are your thoughts on that? Cause you've been sharing great content. Like what are you seeing right now?
1: So, I mean, some of the content, actually much of the content I, I post is um, about leadership in the civilian world. And some of the things we're seeing now with, obviously with remote work and um, and flexible work and the challenges those present leaders for creating a culture. I mean so many uh, or, uh, businesses over the years have created these workplaces that are, you know, there's a workout room, there's great food and, and they've built their culture on that and now they're having to step back and everyone's around the world and they're strictly using what we're doing, mm-hmm. thinking about how leaders can use technology even after this is done and we return in some way to physical locations how can leaders think about how to use technology and what does it mean for leadership you know it's one of the ways and and the other I mean, there's other a lot of others but um thinking about automating processes and and what can leaders do to um to automate decision making and then within their teams what tasks can be automated and how do they develop their people to stay ahead of the curve so that they're not that they're adding value to organization and they're not being um replaced by maybe their their tasks are replaced by automation but they themselves are on to the next thing and kind of those uniquely human skills that they can do um, it's very important for leaders to, to understand maybe they don't all need to be really in depth in tech, but at least know enough to um, understand how it integrates in the organization and how to help their people um, use it and stay ahead of it.
0: Yeah, and I mean, obviously you're training leaders, you're training people that are gonna defend our country as well, Um, you know, what are your thoughts from where you sit, from your vantage point, what are your thoughts on the future of education?
1: I think, I mean, I, I think you're seeing a lot i mean there, even before the pandemic there was uh, there are many colleges that were struggling and there's a lot of criticism about preparation for work and um, and the role of the college and, and university um, and i think and i don't think higher ed is strictly for work but i think it definitely has to can't i mean students go there but one of their big goals is to, to get a em, good employment mm-hmm. good employment and um, and so i, I think higher ed has to be in touch with the future of work and what students need. And they need to um, you know, consider things like, maybe students graduate with a, a bachelor's and a certification in something so that they have something that can get them a job. And you're seeing some liberal arts colleges do that where they send students to coding camps in the summer so that they have this tangible skill, but then hopefully and by another area we need to work on is ensuring that students know how to learn and are adaptable and actually can learn on their own, that they can pull up a, a Coursera course and just without any faculty members and, and learn something and then apply it in their, their work life so that they, they stay competitive. And then um, just students being engaged and doing hands-on and not kind of in the receive mode where they're listening to lectures, but actually applying their education um, getting them out into the communities, getting them out with employers and doing internships. And there's, there's plenty of, of places doing that, but um, we just need to continue to do that and and stay, make them good citizens and, and good people, but also prepare them for what's coming ahead in the future of
0: work. Yeah, and, and that's all really interesting. I mean, uh, yeah, it, it just seems like the pandemic has kind of accelerated. A lot of these you know things and, and a lot of the questions that you're posing, I think are things that are might have been you know something that people were thinking about, but now it's at the forefront, mm-hmm. right so it so is. what are some of your thoughts like what are what are some of your thoughts when it comes to how do we create better leaders for the future and specifically leaders that might defend our country or rule our country?
1: I, th- I think um they have to understand how to, I think technology gives them a lot of advantages, but using it ethically, like respecting privacy. um, You know, as we return, some of us return to offices, um, what do we learn during this time that leaders can use to further connect their teams and even bringing on others that maybe are part-time to the team or, you know, bringing in skills? and I think just thinking about um, you know how to how to bring all this together, but a, a big part that we can't neglect as we think about technology are the human skills of being a, being you know empathy, communication, um, critical thinking, understanding different cultures. Those sorts of things can't be replaced by simply leaders that understand how to use technology. So um, finding a way to achieve that balance. Um, is gonna be very
0: important. Yeah, and what are you excited about? Obviously, you know, I'm big into tech and that's kind of my world, but yeah. like, what are you seeing out there? It doesn't have to be tech related, but what are you seeing yeah. out there that you're excited about related to the future?
1: I think um, what, you know, Peter Bishop, one of our instructors that week is, is um, he's got his Teach the Future initiative. And I think it was him or someone associated with that that talked about, you know, making the future taught as much as history. And I'm, I'm hoping that um, in high schools and and college, but also especially for leaders, and you know I'd like to see um, leaders get some sort of grounding, some maybe something like we got, where they they learn about how to think systematically about the future, and and just get that mindset so that they're always thinking that way. So that um, history is important and the present's important, but understanding how to do that and, and understanding that that foresight is a is a field, a, you a know, very rich field that you can learn a lot from and that they can bring to the organizations. And then within the organization's leaders create across it um, some foresight capability. Um, I, I think I'm, I'm excited that maybe this time is, is leading to that, that people will do more of that. I think we were ahead of our time because we were pre-pandemic at Houston, but I think Houston's gonna see in other places, we'll see a lot more interest. I think that needs to be continued to be spread
0: yeah i was having a conversation with a fellow classmate of ours um and he was saying the golden age of futurists is coming again and yeah. i'm like yeah i i feel like it is i feel like something's happening something's brewing and you know being a futurist um you know I, especially a trained futurist i think is right. it's something really important because you get to use the frameworks and you get to really study what does futuring look like? What are the, you know, scenario planning into five, 10, 20, 30 years into the future? Um, that's, that. so that's really interesting. Um, you know, obviously with everything that you're doing, what are you seeing when it comes to, future of education, um, you know, do you, do you worry? For example, my question really is, do you worry that your job will ge- get automated one day? Like can, can a robot uh, train the cadets, right? Can it, would, would a robot be able to train the cadets for example?
1: Yeah. I, you, you are seeing some AI being used in the classroom, but I think um, I'm hoping it supplements that, it, you know, it does some grading, you know, maybe um, it's a multiple choice test, um, and maybe identify students that need assistance um, but I think I mean I think that the faculty member student interaction is is much more than learning it's, it's development that a machine can't do but hopefully the machine can help give more time for those meaningful interactions and and help the faculty member identify who needs help with the learning and maybe other issues as well maybe there's issues at home that, that the student or just some um, goals the student has that AI can help tease out. So, yeah, so I think you are seeing that and I think we'll see more of it. But um, ideally, it won't stick, won't be pushing out, but it'll be supplementing and helping making more time for those meaningful interactions.
0: Awesome, and I want to clarify something because I just caught myself. I said rule the people that will rule us. Uh, I should say yeah, yeah. govern us. Uh, right. The people that will govern us. So I need to like catch myself there. I was like, whoa, 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 yeah. what just happened? Um, <laughs> so, so before we close, um, maybe tell folks a little bit more about where they can find you. You know, if someone's interested in connecting with you, like how do they go about that?
1: Sure, I'm, I'm on LinkedIn and Twitter. Um, I think if you do a search you'll see me i'm probably the only chris Mayer in uniform on yeah. both but um but I'm, yeah i'm definitely open to connecting on both and um conversations about any of this stuff Well, it's always fun to do
0: awesome and thanks thank you for what you're doing preparing those leaders you know and the people like i said they're going to defend and govern our country in the future um i think that it's to me it was wonderful to hear that they're also learning philosophy in you know i think that that's just so incredibly important
1: no thanks think, thanks for doing this because you're helping spread the word about foresight and thinking about the future so it's very helpful
0: awesome thank you thanks Thank you for listening to this episode of the Future Insiders podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe and I'll see you in our next episode.